What's up? I'm Jeff Harry, and we're here at the Cheap, Janky, and Juicy Podcast. Jeff Harry, rediscover your play. Who else do we have here? Damien. I am Damien Taylor, and I am from Prometheus Digital, where I do all sorts of craziness, um, but mostly just janky stuff. In the meantime, uh, we, we have my, my, my good friend here, the one and only, the one who out-juices all of us. Um, I'll let her introduce herself. Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Virginia Dwan. Well, I am pretty juicy. Uh, I'm Virginia Dwan, also known as Mandarin Mama, and I'm the entertainment editor for Mochi Magazine, as well as a freelance writer and the founder of Brazen Asian, an intimate series for Asian Pacific Islander Desi American creatives. And uh, we were supposed to, I think, leave it up to the um, audience to see who's cheap, janky, and juicy. So I'm not necessarily the juiciest. I just am the juiciest today. (laughs) Maybe it's a rotating title. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, why do we have to think in superlatives, I suppose? That is true. I also think whenever you say also known as Mandarin Mama, I feel like that's your like superhero name. Right? She's arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just think of oranges. Those are good, too. (laughs) So I will say, and this doesn't have to be the topic, but I am fascinated about this as uh, I just went to my friend's uh zoom meeting where i was like i i could you tell me more about world wrestling you know the stuff i used to watch when i was a child and he and he came out with a seven page powerpoint presentation oh shit that gave like me ready the history of of it and i was like oh my gosh it's like a whole other world but the only reason i bring that up is because world wrestling federation is what taught me my racism that I learned so early in my life. My question to y'all is, what taught your racism when you were a kid? What, like my parents? Right. (laughs) Uh, My grandparents? My grandparents were equal opportunity racists. America? I feel like life just teaches you racism. (laughs) Well, it's true, but there's certain ones that are just so bladed. Like, I remember watching Dukes of Hazzard. And I love that show. Me too. I loved it. I had no idea what that flag was, but I was like, I love these guys. They fight against injustice and the cops. Right? I forgot about that. Yeah, I love that show. I was all about, I had the General Lee. I was driving the truck. (laughs) Then I had like the car. My brother and I were like, we should jump in through the windows like the Dukes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We should weld these doors shut. What I didn't understand was they always were getting chased by the police, but didn't the police know where they lived? Couldn't they just go back to their house and just wait for them? It was like a small town. There was like five people that lived there. Like, come on. But if you think about it, and this is kind of embarrassing, but my friend Lauren and I, when we were in Nashville, found the Dukes of Hazard Museum. It was right next to our house or our hotel. (laughs) So we were like, well, we got to go. And of course it was free, right? And they were like, you know, there were Trump flags and Confederate flags and all that there. And it was called Cooter's Place. Because that was a that was, that was a place in the show. Because there's a place called Cooter's I know. Place. And and there I'm was just like gonna say for black people, area. something totally different than that. Yes, right. Uh, <laughs> I think that's for everybody, right? Yeah. Everybody knows that Cooter's something different. 
No, but there was Daisy's area, and like oh. you know, they had all of like the Hot Wheels and the race tracks, like everything you could think of. The car was there. The police car was there. The actual car, or they the yeah, actual it. car. Oh, and, but the nice. museum was like maybe two rooms, so it was like somebody's house, and then like a gift shop. But the only reason I bring it up is as I was walking through it, I was like, oh, I get the South. Like, I completely understand the South. Like, if you think of Dukes of Hazard, they hate government because government's corrupt, boss hog. They hate, you know, authority. That's why they would fight against, like, the police or, again, you know. And, and they are the rebels that are saving Daisy and saving America on a regular basis because, like, that's what rebels do. And I was like, oh. Hmm. But you know what? Like the irony in all of that is even in doing that, they were a good reflection of America because they break the law all the time and nothing happened to them. And nothing happens. They mm. just go back home. Just two white dudes just sliding in, leaping off of stuff, being extremely dangerous, you know, causing yeah. other other people to get injured. No property damage. Yeah. No, yeah, property damage all the time. Property damage, driving, blowing stuff up, jumping buildings, through trucks, and then yeah. no consequences. No consequences. No, but they was... had such great hair. Oh, you always had the hair flip and then jump into the. Always had the hair yeah. flip. Yeah. You just were like, well, they have such great hair that they shouldn't get any consequences anyway. The thing is, I still don't know who was Luke and who was Bo. It didn't matter. Neither do I. I don't really know. Yeah, but I like. I, I was a big fan of the blonde one. Oh man. Oh, the dad from Smallville. Yes, the guy just the good life. old boys. Oh, and then the song, yeah. Yeah, what a great song. No room. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of country music, did you know? I my mind was blown this week. There is like this movement in country music with like black people trying to take country music back. What? Uh, isn't that Darius from a uh, Cootie? Isn't he oh, one yeah, of no. the like longest standing country? People. He's one of them, but no, no, no. It, it's like even bigger than that. Like, there's actually even a, a show called Color Me Country. It's a podcast. Really? Um, this woman Reese something. I heard her on NPR, and I was like, really? Hmm. Um, well, let me check it out. She's Whoa. a country artist too. And then she's like, oh yeah, there's this dude Willie Jones. You got to listen to him. He mixes country and like hip hop and stuff. And at first it sounded kind of weird, but then when I put it together, I'm like, it, it's right. Really? Is it like Lil Nas X? Uh. Because Little Nas X has some good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he Almost. Has... Well, I'm not even talking about um, Old Town Road. I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about his song Rodeo. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Listen to Little Nas X's Rodeo. It is so foul and disgusting. When, when you say, like, take country back, I always understood it as, like, country came from blues. But Which is for a, a lot of Black people singing country music? Like back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s? No, no, no. So even like, if you think of really, really, like before blues, even country music, like banjo kind of Dixie music. Oh, um, banjo Dixie, yeah, yeah, right. That was actually even like an African thing because the banjos were made with gourds and they started to, and later on when they were doing minstrel shows, they would do it to make fun of black people. So they would take banjos and like sing the music. And as a result, black people didn't want to be associated with it. So they stopped performing that kind of music and it became something that white people did hugely to mock and make fun of black people and then they it became like a thing for them wow our our show is actually educational today this is this is fascinating i did not know this yeah we don't sound very janky 
Um, well, well, I will say this, and I just said this yesterday, is like uh, many, many people of color say that Clubhouse is so successful because they were the ones that showed up, right? It was like, it was predominantly people of color, predominantly black people that mm -hmm. were like created this really dope app or made this app actually relevant. And then all of a sudden it's now getting gentrified. <laughs> and then the same thing happens that happened to Twitter where during the daytime, at least in many places, white people are hanging out at Clubhouse dominating it. And then as it gets to night, many of those white people leave <laughs> and it becomes like black Twitter, but like black Clubhouse and like people of color Clubhouse. That's so interesting. Well, yeah. I'm, well no, they courted black people. Mm -hmm. They purposely courted black people because it wasn't there was there weren't people on it. It wasn't be, it was just you know a bunch of white folks, and then they purposely asked for like hip hop artists and like and black comedians to go on Clubhouse. So when when my friends were all talking about Clubhouse, it was all my black friends from the blogging world talking about Clubhouse. Oh, yeah, that's how I, I knew about it. I thought I thought it was a black people's app. Like I didn't realize that if you weren't That's black, you could go on it. So I thought it was like black, black planet, or like I thought it was like a for us bias type of thing, if that makes sense, you know. Yeah. And so, um, so then people kept asking for invites, and I was like, you know, I'm not about to invite invade like a black space, <laughs> you know. Like I don't feel like that's cool for me to be there so that now was my you have people selling invites dude yeah, right yeah. white people selling invites to something that so it's like nah, what is this yeah me too, the because irony like, of this all i very rarely see white people on, on clubhouse because i have so curated my like hallway to not ever see white people like i like my hallway is pretty much all asian or all black. I, I will say, if you think about even just, you know, the idea of gentrification, right? So at one point, people of color lived in the suburbs because no one wanted to live in the suburbs. Then white people moved to the suburbs, you know, and then basically took it over. And then if any people of color moved to the suburbs, they were like, ew, we got to get out of the suburb. It's becoming too, it's becoming too black. And then now there's gentrification or has been until I guess the pandemic there was gentrification into the city because then all of a sudden it was really cool to be in the city, you know, and be like, all right, Harlem, you know, used to be a horrible place. And now Harlem, like, and, and parts of Brooklyn are like the You can't even get in there. Yeah. You can't, you, and you kicked everyone out. You know, I used to live in a place in Brooklyn called Dark Slope, which was actually, Park, it was Park Slope, but it was, it was fourth, uh, fourth Ave, it was 9th Street, 4th Avenue, but anything below 9th Street, 4th Avenue was black and brown. Uh -huh. And it was called Dark Slope because wow. was like, that's where the dark people live. Oh my God. Back there and you can't find dark people anywhere. You can't find anyone of color there unless they're working. Funny, like, like you know, like, like white people will migrate to wherever is cool destroy it and then come to another place destroy it and they just like just keep doing it each and every time with well no it usually starts when it's cheap and you get like artists like i can't afford here i'll move in with the the poor people and then yeah, the yeah. warehouse let us just take a moment just to hate white people in our hearts 
you know, I would, I would love to do that. But um, admittedly, if it weren't for some of them, I literally would not exist. I, true, true. That's true. My, my children, my children wouldn't exist. Yeah. Like I, I did a genetic test to prove how little white I was and it did the oh. opposite. <gasps> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Same thing with me. My yeah. mom found out that her, like her, her mom's dad was a, like a GI. Oh. Oh. And then she yeah. tried to get in touch with him and they like, at what point did want to talk? I think now they do want to talk because now they've connected the lineage, but yeah. Wow. Well, wow. I mean, wow. Wow. Yeah. Right? Wow. Okay, changing topics. I, I, I'm feeling <laughs> sad because I, I, I feel like we need a good meme. Like, I, I feel like the, the, the era of the meme is, is no longer. Like, I haven't seen a great, like, oh my God. That oh, you're not funny. in enough fandoms because I feel like fandom memes are really funny. Fam, yeah, but those are so specific. Like, I'm thinking like the big overall universal meme that like everyone is like, your mom is sharing it now. Like, she emailed it to you kind of like the meme. <laughs> remember those days where it's like the meme would just like take over the world and you're like oh my god it was chocolate rain or whatever it was and oh chocolate, chocolate rain. rain oh my god <laughs> chocolate rain i met him once did i tell you guys this story before oh yeah. what is he like i thought he was one of the jacksons when i first met him um it was like it, this, this startup company i was working at and he was the guest and we were doing like this new youtube series it was the first time anyone was really doing youtube filmed scripted kind of series stuff and he was at the premiere and i was like is that one of the jacksons he looks like a jackson and someone's like no that's Tazon day i was like what it's chocolate rain <laughs> i lost my shit and i was just like chocolate rain is here I, i'll have to find it i have a picture with him I was like, i'm with chocolate rain what is his voice that deep it totally is it really is but like, yeah, that that was one of those moments where like the meme in real life came together. It was so awesome. Oh, that's nice. All right, let's uh, let's uh, I feel like we got too serious for our show, and our show is not about that. Um, our, our show is not about education. I blame Damien um, because he talked about like country music taking it My back brother, from white I'm people. Sorry. Like, stop. Like, that's that's not for this podcast. Okay, we don't need to be smart here. Um, so. <laughs> If you had to we're choose, we're right, drinking. right. I'm blatantly stealing this from the BTS fandom. Would you, so we're going to do this for each of us. All right. So we're going to choose whether we want five of the other person or them at five years old. So would you want five of me now or like me at five years old? So. What? So like the, like the would you rather game. So like the balance game. So no, no, I know. So I would get five of you at this age. Yes. Or five of you. No, or, or one of me at or five one of years you. old. Like which would you rather hang out with? Five oh, of me geez. in all my low keyness or, or one five, five-year-old me. Oh, this is, this is a, 
someone thought about this. This is a mean game. Yeah, yeah, think yeah. About it. I, I'll, I'll go. I'd have five of you now, man. Really? Like, yeah, dude, because it would be freaking hilarious. I wouldn't hang out with you all the time. Trust me. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> like the Virginias. You want to go out with the Virginias? Yeah, let's go out to the Virginias. But after that, we need like two weeks off before we hang out with the Virginias again. But a party with the Virginias with five of you? Oh, my goodness. Just roasting people when we can actually go out again would be freaking hilarious i feel like i roast people in person yeah <laughs> but like you're like part of the peanut gallery where mm. i could always find you and be like hey you want to talk shit let's talk shit together all right let's talk some shit <laughs> so if i couldn't right. find you i could find one of your other four duplicates that is just also <laughs> hating on the world i don't know like i don't know if i like five-year-olds enough yeah, want, no, like it's true it's true yeah I think I'd pick both of you like now, five of you. And then what I'd want to do is get like those 10 people in a room together. And then I'd sit back and just watch what happens and listen to the conversation. Like, do you think, I actually really would just choose five of everybody. So if we just had 15 of us in a room, <laughs> like Ooh. what sort of chaos would happen? <laughs> we would have electricity and power for the world. <laughs> like there's just way too much energy there. Energy problem solved. No, we would all probably break up into pods of three. So yeah. we all like get our little, you know, because I wouldn't want to hang out with me. I'd be like, oh, like I already know what Jeff's gonna say, right? And I could say it better. You know, like I know what this Virginia is oh, gonna can, say, can and I'm funnier in the background yelling penis. I'm sorry. Okay. So. <laughs> I mean, on brand. I'm funnier. On brand. I'm funny. I love it. I'm funny. I'm funnier than that. I was in the middle of a call yesterday for business and I had a friend who was helping me pull some data for a report and I was like, yeah, can you check that out for me? And like, I was coming from the park with, with him and then he's like, check what out? My penis? I was like, oh, I was like where did that come from? <laughs> uh, oh my God. You guys, my daughter is hilarious. Like she's really, really, like my, my oldest, son tries to be funny and thinks he's funny but he's just like dorky funny yeah yeah, yeah. he's got that dorky vibe to him. he's like hey yo it's your it's your boy it's your boy and i'm like really <laughs> like oh no don't do that but then my no, daughter no, no, do that do that own your dorkiness oh right? all the way Embrace he's like all the way He's like, I'm big brain so-and-so. I'm your boy so-and-so. And I'm like, you can't just call your... He's like, I'm the coolest. I was like, no, you, that's not how coolness works. You can't no, just it's, say it's, it. But now that's how he's, dorkiness he's dorky works. Cool that's works, how so. dorkiness like, works. Like, he's such a dork. And I, I love him for it. But my daughter is funny. Like, mm -hmm. she... Yesterday, she saw my friend's name. And she, my friend also has the same, like, maiden name as me. So it's also a Duan. And she's like hey, it's like your friend is the perfect combination of you and me because she has my name and she has your name too. She's like, oh, tell my daughter's nine. Tell your friend I've adopted her, that she's now my baby and she, she can't do anything about it. And then she stopped and she's like, and then she said, what did she say? She said something like, look at my daughter. I'm so proud. She's grown up so well. <laughs> just, just like stupid shit. And she just, she kept going. And I was just like, she grows up so fast. So oh, look at her. Oh, she has like the She's appropriate like, amount of sarcasm in there. Yeah. Ooh, 
that's and you know what? nine too. Yeah. Like able to play with it. That's dope. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's not even from me. It's because she watches really snarky TikToks. Oh. And so she steals people's bits. Like she practices them. You know, yeah. like, you know how like comedians yeah, practice yeah, that's what I would like do. those yep. beats. Yep. So like that's yep. what she does. She takes like really successful, like she takes like TikToks and YouTube people and like she copies their beats. She like she'll copy the whole routine and copy She'll the copy beat, the copy cadence. The, yeah, nice. everything. And I was like, and it took me a while to catch on. And finally I was like, you didn't make these up, right? She's like, oh no, I stole this. <laughs> like, well, she just she's like, no, I so I'm watching someone. And I was like, okay, okay. But like the fact that that she I was just really proud. <laughs> That's like studying her craft. Yeah, I was like, oh, this girl's funny. How did you start building your craft? When did you start like? Like, did you always like study writing or mar- like, or like comedy or like the stuff that you're good at? Or is it just something that you kind of picked up later? I, I think I picked up my comedy because my last name was Harry and every bully at the beginning Aww. of every year would be like, you know, if your name was Richard. Oh no. Your name would be Harry Dick. And then that was my nickname from like second grade throughout mm-hmm. high school, where I would literally walk down the hallway and people would be like, Harry Dick, Harry Dick, Harry Dick. Why is your dick so hairy, Harry? Like, that's, that was the joke. So I had to get like really good at just not internalizing that and then just using that humor back at them, you know? So. Uh, and then I would, and then I would watch a lot. I started watching a lot of like Steve Martin and like even like old Cosby when he was like 1950s, 60s. You and do Eddie remind Cosby. me of Steve Martin. You yeah, do yeah, I could totally see that. Like I loved Steve Martin. I loved watching Delirious. I watched that over and over and over again. I like memorized that routine. Yeah. yeah. So I could like after a while pick up on the cadence and and. Uh, and know when the joke was like there, right? Mm-hmm. And also just because when you hang out with so many other dudes, like everyone's like roasting each other all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just get good. I don't know, yeah. what about you, Damien? I mean, you're acting like I have talent and I'm a comedian. You are, you're very funny. I have no sense of humor. I'm not funny at all. It's accidental, totally accidental. <laughs> it's usually because I fucked up something or I tripped or <laughs> I'm being mean and it didn't come across right. <laughs> We were talking about earlier, the reason why we hang out or get along is we're all, we all lack a certain level of shame. We're shameless at a certain, we just don't care. And you, comedians are like that. Like people that are funny are like that. While everyone else is like trying to pretend to be perfect. We're like, fuck that shit. That's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i love about comedians it's just like i don't want to fucking live in that world that world is a bunch of bullshit dude i'm yeah i'm totally just usually just mean and i was like oh no and tried to back it up and it's like now then it just ended up being funny because i'm like oh no did i say that that came out right now and i'm talking to myself and people are like what the fuck is wrong with this dude i've never i would never characterize you as me like that's because i like yeah, you I wouldn't, yeah i wouldn't give you don't give all oh, oh. thank you damien <laughs> i'm not intentionally mean usually Okay. Yeah, like I don't feel like any of us are are mean to other people's faces. Like we might be mean internally, 
I mean, I, I'm, I well, believe in some people's faces, but oh yeah. yeah, like I wouldn't say that I'm. I try not to be a dick in public because I want people to like me and I want to sell things. I mean, I know that you say like, I don't care about how I look or whatever, but I, I, I don't want to come across a certain way to certain people, and I don't want to come across like mean, and I don't want to come across like bigoted yeah, or whatever. I, but I like, I yeah. I but I mean, I am cruel well, I and mean. I agree that you don't want to come off as cruel, but you definitely don't want to come off as normal because oh, your okay. articles are like so extreme, dude. Well, not extreme, but extreme to normal people, right? Like you can write a whole article on masturbating or a whole article on like, we need to <laughs> let go of, you know, you need to mm. cut down the, the amount of white friends you have because it's exhausting. I mean, by writing that, you are definitely guaranteeing some people are not gonna like you because people that really want everyone to like them play it way safer than you do. You don't play it that safe. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's also because I like attention. Ah. Like, so I like, so when I was younger, I was just really loud and that's how I got attention. And I'm not saying I wasn't funny, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a big goal of mine. I just wanted people to like, think I was cool or like, or like want to like, me. I don't know, even know how to explain it, but I just wanted, I, I wanted attention. But when I think of someone that like wants attention, and is not, and then is normal or not willing to rock the boat are like Instagram influencers, right? That like, are like, I'm just gonna dress up and like do all these cool things that guess what everyone else is freaking doing, you know, and <laughs> wear scantily clad clothing to get attention because that everyone likes that. Everyone likes me eating cookies at this fancy Starbucks or whatever it is in front. You don't do that. Like, you don't do that shit. You write articles that clearly make certain people hate you. <laughs> you know? Like, well, that that's still not, attention. That that's is, a... I mean, you get attention, but then you're also getting a whole group that will never like you. You like you guarantee it by writing that article. Yeah. Most most influencers would not do that. that Actually, is... though, that's not true. Like there, there's several ways to become an influencer, right? You could be like the cheesy Instagram uh, version of one, right. but you could be like the Rush Limbaugh's of the world or people who are really true. polarizing, right? Like true. you can still get attention both ways. And when you mm. have a perspective and like yeah people are like oh shit but if your um, goal was for people to like you like rush limbaugh's goal is not for everyone to like him i liked him in high school because a boy i liked liked him i liked and him in I high was, school too for some reason i don't know he's funny no okay yeah. so here's that the thing, was though. it i used to I did he's, laugh funny. Uh, he's funny he's yeah. funny and he's and at the time like keep in mind i grew up in like whitey mcwhiteville there's a reason we call it danville dan vanilla and it's not just because it was boring Ooh, um, danville is racist yes racist that's but um so you know it was like republicanism was just like the thing and the democrats were like just crazy people like oh how could you be this liberal and i, I was totally a republican um and and i i thought rush limbaugh was hilarious and and see even then i think i think what it is is that i don't like being like you're right i don't like being like everybody else so like if the thing in vogue was to be like democrat i'd be like i used to i used to suggest that we could get rid of the homeless problem by marching people into the ocean with cement blocks like that was my solution and, oh, wow, and wow. I, sounds like something i would have said and and it, oh my god i said this yeah i gotta I, go. I, 
I said this at 15 and I was trying to be funny, but also like not really. I don't think I tried to be funny until I met my husband and my husband's really funny. Uh, or he was until I like sapped his will to live. But like he, he was really funny. And he, <laughs> I love that. That little interjection right I there. I love how you just threw that in there. <laughs> True though. And so, and so he was really into like stand-up comedians. And so I started watching him more. And, and then I realized like, oh, actually I, I want to be funny. So I think that's, that's when I actively watched a lot of stand-up comedians or like tried to like Christian stage. <laughs> oh yeah. Well Were you Christian funny stage. then or no? She no, was funny I, then. Yeah. Was, she was funny I, then. I, I feel like you can be instinctually funny. Then. If you then you've been funny your whole life. It's not right, like but like on purpose. You know what I mean? Like like to actively try to get like to try lines. Like, you know how I told you, like, that's why I like meeting new people. All my old material is yeah. new, right? Yeah. Like, so then I, like, people just think I'm fucking hilarious because I've already, I already know what lines people think are funny, right? Like, you got your solid bits. You got your right? solid yeah. bits that you pull out, yeah. your gems. Yeah, so. Yeah, see, I'm not funny. I, I just yeah, laugh that's at not funny true. people. You um, are funny. You are very. But when funny. I try to be funny, and this is really sad, was when I discovered I wanted to get laid. And I heard that that worked. So I was like, well, let me be funny then. <laughs> it, it, it works. That's true. Yeah. It's and true. then I ended up getting married. Like, wipe away. And then he ended up getting <laughs> married. <laughs> he said he ended up getting married. <laughs> I was like, it worked too well. I was like, wow. No, because I mean, I mean, laughter, laughter, I feel sometimes is so much better than just looks. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Because no. looks get boring. Like I, I don't, I'm totally not a fan of like the pickup artist type of material, right? Because it's at its heart, it's misogynistic and it's like um, using people, right? Yeah. Um, but the reason why my husband is like super attractive to me is because he's such a dick to me sometimes and i like he he totally negs me and it's so funny oh the negging, it, the negging. But, but he negs in a funny way right like he's not negging like he's he's being you know it's like it's like when you're talking shit with your friends right like that that kind of negging versus like oh you think you're pretty kind of thinking wait how did he um wait here is my question how did he how did how did he hit on you Oh, he didn't. I threw myself at him. And that's been his, the feather in his cap since then. And then, and, uh, and then I, I realized my mistake, but we got married. So. Yeah, I, I think my wife was like, I couldn't tell if you even liked me. <gasps> yeah, she was like, sometimes you seemed like you were like me. Sometimes you just seemed like you were entertaining me. <laughs> like you were babysitting. I mean, she was younger than you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think she's your age, though, isn't she? Is she? Is she 78? She's 78? Yeah. Oh, well, then she's not. I don't know how to respond to that. Do I say she's actually not that young or do I say that? Oh, yeah, we're really young. Where did you where did you meet your husband, Virginia? And what was that interaction like? He was my boss. Man, power using that power. Every time we talk, I realize how much alike we are because I was Kim's boss. Yeah, see? Yeah. 
Damien and I are the same people. You'll be like Robin from the cradle. Hey, my husband's two years older than me. All right, like he's fucking ancient. <laughs> she's calling me old is what she's saying. Hey, he's a 76. Oh, so am I. Oh, okay, right. Then when you're ancient. Oh, you're oh, you're like six months older than my husband. Five months, five months. Yeah. Um Ooh, tell us about World War II, Damien. What happened? <laughs> In those days, before we had time. Oh, oh my god. My children asked me once, honey, what was it like? And I, I was like, well, you know, when you were when you were growing up, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, before there was color. <laughs> I totally thought that too. Dude, dude. How old do you think we are? Start talking to me about how old I am. I'm like, yes, I used to ride a stegosaurus to school. Let me just tell you about that time. That's when oxygen didn't exist. It was just carbon dioxide. (laughs) We were in the primordial stages of the earth. The Precambrian. The Precambrian stage. I love that you just busted that out. The, the Precambrian. Scene. I don't think I've heard that since high school, dude. <laughs> what is that stage? Mesozoic. <laughs> you know when those igneous rocks first started? Uh, you know, you remember that? I was one of those igneous rocks. That's how old I am. I was around during the Narmer palette when that was discovered. Okay. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah, you just took us there. Wow. wow. Oh, I took you to the Narmer palette. That's the only thing I remember from like high school history. We yeah, were still I... we were still living on Pangea. <laughs> wow. So we were nerds. I think that's why we're funny. My husband calls me like Fraser humor and I get like really insulted. Right, because Fraser. I I love that. No, I hate Fraser. Fraser's the worst. Oh, I was totally all about Fraser. Oh, I thought it was awful. Fraser's Mm. terrible. I hated him in Cheers. I was like, oh, why is that guy around? I feel so judged. I'm so sorry, (laughs) Damien. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. (laughs) I loved it, and I think I liked it because nobody else did. I was like, you just don't get it, then. I'm better than you. Oh. I mean, I you to, are better than you. I know? wanted to punch Frazier all the time in Cheers. And then they were like, well, he has his own show now. I was like, oh, that's even worse. Oh, gosh. I actually liked his wife. Oh. Or ex-wife. Liz- oh, yeah, name? yeah. She was hilarious. She was, she's such a bitch, dude. She was I awesome. Liked his brother. I liked yeah, his, his brother. brother. Yeah. His brother was funny. Brother was Niles and Lilith were funny, too. Yeah. But See? I just, and the dad was funny. But not Frazier. No, I you didn't, didn't have to like him, but the show was great. Oh, I didn't. The whole no. point is you weren't supposed to like him. Oh, oh. Like everybody else was entertaining and he was the boring, annoying one. Oh, so so he's like Raymond and everybody loves Raymond, but it's just oh. highbrow. Oh. Which also a show that me and Jeff absolutely despise. Oh. I can't with that show. I'm just like, not. Nah, I'm out. Like, I feel like everybody loves Raymond lasting for how long it did should have been a good reason that the Ken Jong show should have stayed on even longer because yeah. Ken, the Ken Jong show is just as mediocre except oh, it was just an Asian bad. person. That's that show bad. is terrible. This is so bad. Everybody the- loves Raymond though. Like nobody loved it. Like why? But think about everybody loves Raymond. Even in the title, they're trying to persuade you you should like this guy. 
because no one likes this guy. So it's just, I don't know anyone I've ever met that actually likes that show. Just like I've never met anyone that was like, yeah, I love Budweiser. It's the greatest beer. How is it being consumed so readily? Oh, Budweiser's terrible. Now that we're yeah. finally going into our like namesake of the show, like Budweiser's janky. It, yeah. The top selling beer. Cause it's cheap. Cheap. Yep, but, but it's nobody's not like, no one but aspires why- to Budweiser, right? They're like, you know, I'm gonna get that Bud. Well, maybe they are, but they're, they're on the Dukes of Hazard. Like, <laughs> although they do have good advertising. Oh, yeah, they phenomenal yeah, they advertising. The Bud Bowl, I used to love the Bud Bowl. Yeah, or the Budweiser. That's true. Right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Budweiser. I forgot about that one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, dude. And they're the Clydesdale people, right? They're the horses. Yeah, they are. I don't know. It's funny. They go with humor and then they have like just these old horses from like slave times. And you're like, okay, <laughs> okay great. I, I mean, they're just like, we got to make everybody happy. So we're going to give everybody <laughs> a little bit of what they want. And aren't they made in like Colorado? I believe so. No, I know Coors I is. Oh, Coors, Coors. You know what's weird? Also terrible beer. Unless you go to Colorado and have it. But they also have Blue Moon, and that's Coors too. Oh, really? Blue Moon's pretty good. Coors is actually not that bad, though. Like, when I was in Colorado, we, we were at Oktoberfest, and we are like, ooh, Oktoberfest is happening. We didn't know. So we're walking, and they had Coors beer, and they're like, you'll see it's different. And, like, they give you the big glass stein, and it was actually better closer to the source. Really? It was completely different. It's, I wonder if it's because if it's in a can, it's not delicious. Probably. I feel like bottled beers are always better than cans. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Because the metal like can make things taste a little tinny, especially if like beers are acidic, right? And so. And I will say, like, ultimately, American beer is really disgusting. Like, when you have other beer from other countries, you're like, oh my gosh. Like, oh. I actually would drink this. I Taiwanese drink- beer? Yes. Taiwanese beer, dude. Taiwanese beer. That oh. they'll have they'll tell you how many days it's been since it's been like bottled or whatever. What? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, oh, this was bottled after X, whatever. And it's like, oh. especially with like in tiny little glass cups with oh. like a bunch of like Taiwanese like small eats. Oh. Like pretty seriously, much beer from anywhere except from here. I just I just you know what I miss? I miss um, I think that's why I like hanging out with you guys is I just miss talking shit. Like with, and, and the shit talking gets better when the more you drink, right? That is, oh, yeah, like, yeah. It, right? Mean, and then the more food you consume, it has to be like salty. And I get way food. funnier when I'm liquored up. Yeah. No, I don't know I, that is another thing. We do need to take cheap, janky, and juicy to a night level sometime. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to say morning drinking. Well, I mean, yes. Dude, yes, that's what I he means. would be down for that, but I know you both have children, you know, so like, <laughs> you know, I'm always down for a little you know, <laughs> morning I, drinking. I don't think I'm, I don't necessarily think drunk people are funny, though. Like, do you think, do you think comedians are funnier when they're drunk? I, I don't think, I don't, do you think you're funnier when you're drunk? Because I don't actually think I'm funnier when I'm drunk. I think I'm Oh, no. Even less drunk. inhibited, but I'm not funny. No, drunk, think. not so much so. I'm talking about a little buzz, though. Little buzz? So, like that thing I wouldn't uh, have said, I'm like, uh, it's coming out now. You know, I'm, I'm going to say it's that. Like, it's like 
it's like when I've played pool, I'm not that good at pool, but when I play pool and I'm a little buzzed, there's a certain level of focus and I get really good. But you're only good for just a certain amount of time and then it falls <laughs> off completely and then you're a horrible. <laughs> and that's where we're trying to get to like that, what is it, uh, you know, in movies, the, the, the sun, the sun is perfect. The, oh, the golden hour? The golden, golden hour. hour. So yeah, you yeah, have yeah. like the golden minute of buzz where you are just like slinging those gems that's and then all of a sudden all of your jokes are the worst. <laughs> the problem is when I have a little bit too much alcohol, I talk about sex a lot. And that's funny for us. But my husband usually gets dragged into it and he does not particularly enjoy his sex life being because if I talk about my sex life, it's like also about him sometimes, right? Like and so, <laughs> oh, this is so he'd also about him sometimes. <laughs> I mean we're an efficient household, Jeff Harry. The reason why I wrote an article about 12 tips on how to up your masturbation game is because I have ample experience, all right? Like, we, if they talk about write what you know, I write what I know. <laughs> You're like, sometimes anyway. it's faster if it's just me by myself. Not sometimes, it's always faster. <laughs> I, look, my husband and I have had this conversation. I was like, I don't understand why dudes want hand jobs. Like, what? Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, no, I'm not down with that. Like, I, I am terrible at it. I'm so bad at it. Like, I was like, if you if you just want someone who's like really bad at it, sure. Like, okay. Like, huh? I don't have a dick. Like, I haven't. I don't have like how however old he is amount of experience playing with this thing. Like, I'm really terrible at it. I feel like I find it boring. I don't. I don't understand the it rhythm. Can't be a bit boring. <laughs> Right, like I'm just like this is terrible. Like, this, like why are we doing this? Play. Like the hand job's just a power play. Like I'm not gonna even touch it. It's like my son. Like I'm not touching it. You touch it. It's a power play. Like <laughs> you touch it. No, you need to give people context. You can't you just say that. Context. You need to. Oh, yes. context, context. Please potty give training. Some... Potty training. My son refused to touch his own penis. Then was okay. like, you, you do it. So yes. Now you won't get arrested. Thank goodness. Now I won't. Now I won't. But yeah, so it's totally a power play. Like I'm not doing this. <laughs> now we're yeah. back to our we're back to form yeah like because i'm just like yo and just like you know like certain things he's just i'm just like no no well i'll deal with it i'll i'll take care of that <laughs> i i do it better than you anyway just right? like yeah go watch some tv i'll be right done. like you know oh so some things just more efficient if you do it yourself that's that's what it is Yes. And sometimes you don't like, I don't, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I, cause I, I'm not a complete asshole. Like, I feel like if you have sex with somebody, it's not just about you getting off, right? Like entirely, right? Like you should care about the, <laughs> you, should, you should care about the other person, maybe like consider their needs, what they want. Otherwise, you know, like, it's, I feel like it's cruel, right? Like, um, unless if they're into that and then, then, then it's then it's a thing. So right. so my question then is is the assumption that sex is always or a majority of the time better than masturbation or no? No, I. Well, better in what way? Well, I think, <laughs> I think it is because I don't when, know. I would say that they're different. It depends on what your goal is. What? what? 
I yeah, it depends different. on the goal. I think yeah. it's the goal. If your goal is just to get off, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is efficient. I got five minutes. All I need is a little Pornhub. And yeah, like, you know, yes. but if it's like, I need to connect with someone, like, then like, right. right. you can't I really mean, do that on Zoom as well. Like, what's the, cover- I mean, conversation <laughs> is a way of connecting, I feel. Like, texting is a connection. Like, I don't. Uh, you're like, hey, you know, I could just do that. Just- no, I always look this at sex as like, grade a like steak and then masturbation was like you know a burger from wendy's (laughs) and i think that's how they posit it because like when you're a kid like you could have like when you're like or if you're like single or whatever like you can always have yourself but you can't always have another person right and i but i feel like that's not necessarily true because like i've had so this is how you know you love someone like there's there's never always like sex is not always great you know like I think we can all admit that like sometimes someone's too tired sometimes there's a child like crying or you're just like or you're touched out and like again like that's why I feel like a lot of women are just like oh like we don't need to have sex I don't the last thing I want to do after like taking care of humans all day and being touched by them is to consider another human's feelings, right? Like, I really don't care if you're having, like, I really don't, I don't care. And I don't wanna be that person to not care about your feelings. Like, I don't wanna be an asshole on purpose, you know? (laughs) So, you know, so hence the uh, other route is much more preferable is all I'm saying. I think that's the trick, like it, the thing about sex that's really rewarding is the fact that, oh, we're both doing it now. Like somehow there had to be an agreement there. Um, and like the stars aligned. And then like, when it's good, you're like, it's good. Sometimes if you're by yourself, you're like, this isn't, it's not even always great by yourself. You're just like, I just need to do this real quick. You know? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get bored in the middle. I'll be like, yeah. oh, do I still want to do this? I'm in, I'm in and I'm like, do I need to look at more videos? Like, I mean, mm. I'm right? Maybe you I need to read. Don't want to do this. Maybe I'm just hungry. <laughs> Maybe you need to read my article, Jeff. <laughs> you know what? Though that's where things get messy. Like, I hate when like multiple bodily functions are competing for your attention. You're like, I'm right. hungry and horny and have to pee or something like. You're like, right, which one exactly. do I do first? Or like, I want to go to sleep and I'm hungry and I'm horny. Like, right. well, maybe if I eat. And then masturbate, I'll get a really good night's sleep. Or do I do like like sometimes I'm like, do I have to pee or do I have or am I horny? I can't really tell. (laughs) Let me pee and see how I feel after. Maslow's masturbation hierarchy of these. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not doing all the candles and things like that. (laughs) No, you'll burn the house down. No, no. Wait, why do you need candles? I mean. Oh yeah, I guess. But... Scented candles, I little mean, music, I mean, a bath. I've people that make a day of it, you know, like a bubble bath, and that's like I... that's like some dedication right there. I think I'm too lazy for myself to do that. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Nah, I got thirty minutes. Perfect. Like yeah. you can pick the perfect like thirty like, minutes. You don't need thirty minutes. No, no, no. This is like setting up. Like you know, you get everything ready and like. <laughs> It's like just because I can. <laughs> Setting up, you know, you gotta get the lights going. You gotta, <laughs> I'm gonna project this on the screen. Not to mention, I gotta clear my history after, you know, because you can't just be having it. Oh, that's private, private browsing. Private browsing. Yeah, <laughs> private browsing as well. But I still like, like, let me figure out. 
which I don't think is that, I think they still track it under private browsing. It still can't, depending on the private browser you use. And there are some where it has like VPN randomization. Um, actually have to do that, not just for porn, but for other stuff too. <laughs> um, for testing, like, for testing, for work. Expertise. Well, no, when you're doing like SEO stuff and I want to be able to test it in multiple locations, oh. um, you have to be able to say like, okay, is this really geofenced? And if you're using like a VPN or like a block, whatever. So, um, but yeah, it, it's useful for knowing how to, to get the best porn, I guess, and not get caught. If that's your, your, your thing. But I don't know if I really care about getting caught so much as like, I don't want my son to accidentally like, hey, what's yes. this on your computer? Yes. <laughs> I realize sometimes I'm too much of an aficionado because I now <laughs> clips and I'm like, these are my go-to clips. Like, yes! I want to go back to these clips. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not the only one. Guaranteed to. They work. But also, like, And then once in a while you find a new one, you're like, let me just add that into the, into the Yes. Front. You have to, though, because your, your mind gets too used to things right. and then and you can't you can't uh, yeah but then but then you have to stop sometimes because if you watch too much like mm. if your brain gets too used to you're just like oh it's just some titties that's cool yeah <laughs> then nothing works right and so, yeah and you're just like oh. anything anymore yeah then it's really problematic and then you're like wow how did i get to this state <laughs> how did i get to this point where just like pussy and like titties in your face and like some dicks you're just like ah. you're like yeah I've seen way too much. And then and then you start thinking like, well, maybe there's just art enough in the scene, right? Like more should be better. So you just look up like orgies or like there's yeah, <laughs> is that, it just that's me? too much for me. Then it's just like, I can't, it's like Royal Rumble. I'm like, I can't <laughs> there's too much going on. <laughs> uh, I like, just know that I don't have move. the competence yeah, to actually pull that, that off. Is that a leg? Oh, but... that's not a leg? Oh my gosh, that's... Yeah. You know what though? Like honestly, so non sequitur, funny story. Um, when we were before my son was born, we were doing like everything right. You got to make sure that everything's healthy and right. And so my wife's like, "We're gonna go and we're gonna get checked out and like we're gonna go and conceive and find out when the days are." And like we're being serious and like methodical about it. So I go off to this sperm bank. Like, okay, yeah, we'll go and see. So I'm blah blah blah. And I think I told you guys this on LinkedIn. Like. I went into the little room, you know, you're supposed to get your cup and they give you like this remote that's like plastic covered. <laughs> so yeah, you could like pick no. your, your porn and like they have like hand yeah. sanitizer and like alcohol to wipe stuff down and like a leather sofa in front of like this big ass TV yeah. with like a menu <laughs> of porn, right? <laughs> wait, 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 did they give you channels? What do they give oh, you? It's, it's like internet. Like they subscribe to every porn, anything on the internet. And so like, you can go through like channel. It's almost like, like it's, yeah. <laughs> There are no magazines. No, 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 oh, no. It, it's, um, and so like, I'm like, all right, well, this is a little weird, but they give you like a cup, right? And I was like, I don't know if I can aim this, but all right, let's try. Right. <laughs> um, and at first I was like, so I turn on the TV and before anything happens, I'm like, oh, wow, I can see the history of what everybody else has been checking out. I ended up spending like an hour and a half going through like, oh my God, what is this? Who likes this, right? I was like, <laughs> and then the nurse knocks, she's like, is everything okay? And they were like, oh shit, I haven't even done it. Like, I've, I've just been browsing the whole time. I was like, she probably thinks all kinds of things are messed up. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't, and like just going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> They're like, what's taking them so long? <laughs>
No, I mean, Damien speaks of a, a, a very important truth. Most of masturbation is just looking for what you're actually going to go do it to. You know, there's a lot of research involved to be like, is this what I'm into today? Let me start. No, I'm actually not into that. Let me go over here. You know, and then you got many tabs open. Then you're like, ah. oh, many tabs. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's because they pop oh, up, right? Oh no no! You're intentionally opening those because you want. Sometimes something starts like, oh, that's not even worth it. No yeah, no, nope, nope, close that one. You want to keep looking. Uh, now you made fun of my thirty minutes, but now you understand the thirty minutes. Like, uh, yeah, because because then you have your your masturbation hand, and then you have your clean hand. <laughs> <laughs> this hand never touches anything. It's like a whole system. The whole system. <laughs> You know, and you gotta make sure when you're going that you don't ever like shoot it on the screen. You know, because like, oh, now I gotta watch the whole computer. See, see, it's it's a thing. Uh, Maybe you guys should just get flashlights or something because I feel like see, that, I, that seems like too much work. You have to clean that, don't you? So, so I went to a flashlight party at South by Southwest without realizing I was at a flashlight party. I was just like, oh, what is this party? And I was like, because you, you know, you're just hopping from party to party. And then, and then I w- walked to this warehouse. I don't know if you've ever been to South by, but it's just like all over the place. And there was this warehouse and it was, the party was run by flashlight and they had flashlights all on the walls. All of the walls were just made of, of flashlights. And, and it was like, 7 p.m. So no one was there. So I was like, I'm gonna go. Like, there's not. They don't even have free alcohol here. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was at. Like, you have to wash that. What do you put that in the dishwasher? What yeah, that's the thing. Like, you have to wash it. And like, Ooh. no, no, no. Uh, that sounds like work. Like now you got a new dish. Like but I feel like they're faster. Are they faster? You I don't know. Like, oh, you have to find it. Like, where do you put it? In your nights. Yeah. And it's also like they're nightstand, really, just like just right there. They're unwieldy. They're kind of huge. Oh, are they? Are they? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, like I feel like wand. yeah. I feel like women's things are much more compact. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Well, speaking of going to a conference or something and having like a being sponsored by a sex toy, I was at an advertising conference in Louisiana. Like it's all marketers and professional serious people. And there happened to be a talk sponsored by Frozen, but they had special finger vibrators that you could use for like stimulating the clitoris and stuff like that. And so like everyone's in this session, I had skipped the session because I was going to go to the next one. So I'm sitting outside and I see them setting up this ridiculous tower of like vibrators and stuff like outside of the session, like and so you see all these marketers walking by and scoffing and rolling their eyes and like, oh, you know, like, Peshaw, I'm so offended. And like, this is so Really? Weird. I'd be like, um, give me a handful. Oh, no, this is where it gets funny. Everyone was doing that, right? They're pretending. But then once the people were done setting up the, the thing and had the table with like the free vibrators, the session came out and the same people who were walking by scoffing were walking by and like grabbing like four of them. Like I saw this wow. woman like shoving them in her suitcase. I went into the bathroom and there was like a box open and I heard someone in the bathroom like, oh, I'm just like, dude, like people were losing their fucking minds. I was just, oh. like when I was leaving at the airport, there was- In the bathroom? 
in the bathroom. Like they just went straight from like grabbing the box to the bathroom to like test it out. Um, this is what I'm saying, man. People are nasty. They try to pretend they're they're normal, but most normal people are straight nasty. And in like, America, it was so funny because everyone was so that. like outwardly like, oh my god, that's so. Oh, like I literally saw people doing that. I was like, I saw that same person in the airport and they had, they had their suitcase searched and there was like six of them in there. I'm just like, really, really though? <laughs> in America, because of our like, you know, Christian heritage, like we are so prude because when I'm like in other countries like Brazil, oh, well, Brazil. dude, it's Brazil. like, what is wrong with all the Americans? Why are y'all so prudish? Why y'all pretending like fake. you don't have sex all the time? I mean, that's one reason why I had so many children was to uh, outbreed the Republicans. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> See, this is why you're funny. It's because you're serious about that. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm fucking I'm dead serious. Those are the reasons. <laughs> I mean, not the primary reasons, but hey, sorry, that was also a point. you get you're going to have an Alex P. Keaton. Like, your oldest is going to be. Oh, my God. Your oldest is going to be a Republican. Like, I totally one of, them, am. one of them is going to be, or your youngest. I can see your youngest being like hardcore Trump Jr. There's always uh, this one. There's but, always one. Always one. And but it that's does, usually like, to keep you on your to toes and make sure that you, you, you know, it's balanced in the universe. It's tough, right? Because like, I feel like we always rebel against what we're taught. Yep. And so like, I don't want to come on so strong, you know, because like, oh, so I've had to um, ban several YouTubers or like Twitch streamers that my kids watch. Oh. Like, and they're really sad about it. Like, they're like super, who? like, I think I banned Mr. Beast and oh, Jelly. Beast. Oh, interesting. Why? Because Mr. Beast was on Clubhouse and like totally was like a dick. Really? Yeah, so there, uh, there was another guy who wow. I think was Persian or had like a difficult to pronounce name and was basically, and Mr. Beast. Oh, was he the prank guy? The Persian prank guy? I don't know. And then he was like, it starts with an F, I forgot his name. Yeah, and then, Bazud or something. Yeah, and so he brought him up. Oh, he's horrible. There was a big Twitter thing. There was a big thing on it. And like, and I was, I was in the room after, I was in a room that that guy, the Persian dude started and then after, and basically I guess the Mr. Beast kind of brought him on stage and then basically said, oh, I can't even say your name. I'm not even gonna bother and just kicked him off the stage. Hey. Right, and, and I was like. That's just ridiculous. That's like, bullshit like on the one hand is it like the worst thing someone could do no but do i want my kids watching some dickhead who thinks that that's funny and who thinks that like like my, my kids are just, like, i think that the bigger implication though is that that how did that make that guy feel right because right? you know why he said that yeah and that's like and my yeah. kids are like why is this a big deal like, right. why is this like, why is this like, because they're like, he doesn't say bad things in his videos. Yeah, like, because he's actually so quote unquote nice in his videos. Oh, but that's and, what's so interesting. He's not actually like you can hear the undertone of like, 
just yeah and and I think I had listened I had overheard my kids listening to Jelly and he was like making the stereotypical like Middle Eastern like or whatever like voices in like Call of Duty or whatever and I was like no you can't listen to this anymore yeah. you cannot watch this and they're like my kids are crying like they're so upset because they don't understand right and I'm like I'm I'm sorry that I'm this hurts you and I'm sorry that mommy has to say you can't watch these people but these people think it's okay and it's funny to make fun of people who look like us yeah and who look yeah. different from them who have names who speak English differently they're making fun of people like your grandmother like my mother like your ama she doesn't speak English with a perfect accent like is that okay is that what you want you know and to my kids credit they'll be very upset and they'll cry and they like 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 seriously upset because they love these people like they yeah. love these like um but it's, it's it's that subtle racism right yeah and i don't subtle, it's not the overt race it's the subtle no. racism that that gets you and then all of a sudden you start internalizing that yeah you start hating yourself later on you don't know well why. i actually had that happen at the park yesterday Oh no, um, what happened? We were we were at the park and so it was us and of course we were like the only non-white people there. Actually there was one little Asian girl there. Um, and all these kids are running around and then so my son is coming through this tunnel and there are these two little blonde kids standing in front of him and they just stand there and he's like, hey, and they said, hi. And they're like, where did you come from? He's like, just the other side of the tunnel. And, and I'm standing there just watching the thing and then the two kids look at him and go, who does he belong to? Oh, he must belong to him because their skin's the same color. And like, it, it wasn't like the words themselves weren't very mean or anything, but yeah. the way that they said it and the way that they pointed to him, and they're like, "Oh, okay." And then they like, then they just ignored him. Right. Right. Um, and he was kind of like just sitting there smiling, like, "Uh." Yeah. And and. And that matters, man. That that I remember when I was three years old, um, we were looking at crayons. I don't know. We were like drawing with crayons, and then and then some. Uh, the teacher was going through some of the crayon colors and was like, "This one is black." And then there's some one person stood up and goes, "Jeff's black." <laughs> and I was like, and I was looking at the crayon, and I was like, "I'm not black." And I stood up and I was like, I'm not black, I'm brown. Because I was looking at like the actual colors of it. And I was like, why are you calling me this? Not realizing what all that was happening at that moment. All the layers of internalized racism happening yeah. in one, one sentence for a three-year-old. I mean, I, I remember the same thing. Like I, still, like, I still don't understand why it's black and brown people. Because I'm still, I'm just dark brown, right? But like. I think it's everyone goes by like what's the extreme of what your culture is right and we're going to call you that extreme and try to like singularize everything into a category yeah are you okay virginia i'm just very upset for damien's kid oh i'm like super upset about it it's at the end of the day though like i don't know how much it registered for him sure um, but yeah, I, I admit I was a little bit peeved. Leaving. I was 
miffed by it and like disturbed because I understood the import behind it and sure. like I could watch all the kids running around and kind of just staring um and because he like he didn't get it um because yeah. like my in-laws I don't know if you know this stuff but like my in-laws are white my wife was adopted by a white family so like he doesn't think of it that way like he plays with his cousins and so like this is just like they're just people to him and so yeah it bothered me because I didn't have that growing up and so I was kind of like oh I want to be like you little bastards but like you know other people's kids (laughs) yeah because if you said anything you would be labeled as a threatening person they could call the cops on you like there's just so many layers to it right like of course you know this and then like but that's what just like is so upsetting and the thing that I guess is so frustrating is it's these are all small microaggressions that if you look at them in the context of just that moment, not bad, no big deal. It's just like a sentence, no big deal. But like you add them all up, man, and just like that shapes people's whole personalities. Well, I mean, that's where the question comes in when people use that, say microaggression. Is it really micro? It depends on which side of the aggression you're on, right? That's just like I, I have a fundamental problem with that term because it mm, allows right. in the person who's being the aggressor to say like well that's not as bad as I could have been right yeah, yeah, um, yeah if you think of so much of the terminology around racism all of it is just to make it more comfortable for white people that's why yes. like, white fragility became a term and I was like what the fuck's white fragility it was just like oh because we didn't want to use like you know white supremacy so we're like, oh, yeah. white privilege, oh, white fragility. You know, it's just, it's like, man, we're doing a lot of work to make these people feel comfortable about their racism. I'm so tired of it. And all, people of color are totally tired of it. And that's why, like. Well, I think that's what you're seeing right now is that like people are finally getting to the point where like, I'm tired of it and I'm not going to, to, to take it. But there's also the other piece where some of these things are so deeply institutionalized that mm-hmm. think of the Dukes of Hazard. We never questioned it, right? Yeah, there are things that you just assume is like, that's just how things are. And so you've, yeah. you've normalized it to yourself. And then when you take a step back and you realize that like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't normal. This isn't how, isn't how things should be. Um, it changes your perspective on it. And I think you're seeing a lot of people having to take that step. And now they're starting to, to challenge those things that they've always assumed were normal and realizing aren't necessarily normal and can be harmful. Yeah. I was just part of a discussion recently where they were talking about how to be an ally, right? Especially how to be a white ally. Mm. And, and at one point they asked, they're like, do you, you know, to certain people of color, like, do you want white allies? And some people were like, no. <laughs> they were like, I just don't need that right now. And then others were like, no, actually, we really should be organizing as many people as possible to help. But it reminds me of, you know, when the Black Panthers were, you know, really big in the 70s, the 60s and 70s. And then the White Panther Party came out as like the ally. Yeah, it was like, there was called the White Panther Party. And they came out to be allies, the Black Panthers. And look at your face, Virginia. So some people were like, hey, this is great. We need them. Let's use them in the front lines. And others were like, please stop. Like, I don't want that. I don't need that. See, like, I don't know, my, my take on allyship is, this is kind of how I even see the whole racism thing is, racism is like, you're living in an apartment building, you're in the apartment downstairs, the unit above you keeps flooding and it keeps fucking up your house. It's not really your problem, but it's causing problems for you. Mm. And you can't get inside to fix it. 
And they're like, do you want help here? I'll come and help you clean up your house. I'm like, it's not my fucking house. It's a problem. Go. I don't need your allyship. If you're going to be an ally for me, go upstairs and get your friend to fix their, fix their toilet yes, that leak or whatever that. that is. Right. I use that analogy. That's phenomenal. So like the allyship, you, there should be technically, I shouldn't even have a role in this. This is a, this is a you problem that you've made my problem because it keeps coming down into my unit. That right? is, yeah. oh, I gotta, I gotta make a video about that. That is dope. Oh, so oh. genius. And so like, I think yeah. I love allyship in the sense of you'll take ownership and talk to people and stand up, but I don't need you to say like, I'm going to come and stand and like put my fist up in the air. Like that's really great. But where it's really more beneficial for me is if you're in a, in a boardroom, in a classroom, wherever, mm. and you're telling someone when I'm not there and they're saying something that's off or they're doing something that's off, you're standing up and doing something like it needs to be happening when I'm not around. Not so like I'm going to come to you and be there for you. Yep. I need you to be there when I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. But there is also something about allyship in the sense of like, are you willing to help with changing the power dynamics that exist? As I know a lot of uh, people now that are working with organizations that are like, yeah, you know, we really want to address diversity and equity. And then you're like, wait a minute, your organization was founded on white supremacy. Do you really think your organization wants to change the power dynamics or are they just telling you they want to do DEI work so that they don't have to look like they're racist? I have to admit, I have a couple of clients right now, one in particular, and this is the only time I've ever seen like a company, a group of people really, truly be dedicated to where they'll make a drastic change. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I can say the name of the company right now because we're still working with them, but like we gave them some recommendations like this is just we get it. You tried. This is so out of touch. Not, it's not a good look. And they literally were like, all right, get so-and-so. We're going to change this. We're pulling everything. Like, and they were like on the spot, like we can't have this. We wanted to check and you were right. Nope. We're not doing it. This is just, it's going to, it's tone deaf. It doesn't take into account, blah, blah, blah. And they went back and they literally took a sweeping change and we were like, damn, no one really listens. Like, usually you do that and no one listens. Like, oh, this is great. And they want to sing Kumbaya, right? But these folks really put their like actions into work. Like they, they say it and then they do it. And that I've never seen that. And it's a pretty big well-known yeah. company. That gives wow. me some Yeah. That's not everyone. Most people are just kind of like, yeah, we did it. And we, we talked about it. And we all talked, right? You're good. Yeah, we had our two-hour Starbucks meeting. Don't you remember that? That, that addressed all of the racism. Well, the tough part too is it's internal work, right? And it takes time, you know, and people's timelines are different because people are different. And yeah, it's not like you do the two hour meeting and suddenly like we're all good. Right. And it's, it, there's just so many powers and like if you're spiritual, like principalities at work, right? Like it's just like strongholds of thought, like what they call it, what, what is it like the hegemony of thought, mm -hmm. you know, like. Yeah it's 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 hegemony for a reason right and it's had yep. centuries to like take root and like be and like an hour to like read well and if the only place bias. that you're with it and having to figure that out is at work and then you go back home and none of that like all of that's out the window and your life is completely the opposite and supporting that very thing that you're supposed to not be doing at work like that you're there's like society in daily life and then there's work and society and daily life don't end when you get to work you just bring that with you yeah but that's why i think uh culture and art is so important if yes. you think about so i was like super christian when i grew up so obviously very homophobic um but then 
shows like Ellen, mm-hmm. you know, or like, yeah, you can say like, yes, they were like super trite and super like, oh, how come the gay person is always suffering and has AIDS and like they're the tragic hero? How come there's the magical Negro? How come there's just like the Asian who's like, like human trafficking victim or whatever? But like, um, and it was just like really bad, <laughs> that poorly done, right? But like, they were very instrumental in slowly changing like, and and I feel like that's why, that's totally why the culture wars happened, right? Like the Christians were yeah. like, hey, this is bad. This is, they could see it, right? They could see it physically happening. But that's why I think, that's why I'm so pro BTS and like K-pop because it is just slightly turning the dial a bit, you know, or like. Oh, so you have to, we're doing a, a clubhouse next week called like it's looking at masculinity in media and it touches on that and like mm. how allowing different versions of men from different countries is slowly starting to tweak the really uber toxic masculinity and male like stereotype that we have in western cultures as a whole but the u.s um, specifically um, mm. it's really and, and so we start looking at like we'll look at bts and like yeah but what what does that mean like Yep. There's this whole like soft boy movement and like people are like wearing that like as a badge. Like, yep. you no, know, it doesn't mean that I'm not a dude. I'm still a guy, but this is what I like and this is how yep. I am. And so I was at a, uh, I was at a seminar that was uh, all about the Hallyu wave with the Korean culture wave. And one of the speakers actually spoke about it. And he said that his, his theory, his posit was that BTS was actually still playing into uh, toxic masculinity because the only reason why uh, white America accepts Asian sexuality, Asian masculinity in this way is because they are emasculated. And that yeah. the whole soft and the whole soft boy movement is good in the sense that, you know, toxic masculinity is bad. <laughs> but that the, again, the only reason why BTS is palatable it's is because, because they are effeminate. Or they're effeminate. not threatening yeah. the masculine. But I think that's, right. the, that's the, the trick, right? And that the, the there, there are boxes, right? Because then if you go the opposite direction, black men are hyper-masculine and mm. dangerous. And, um, and for that very reason, everything about them is dangerous. But if you ever look at media, do you ever see like the only other way to show a, the black man not being that is he's either that or he's super gay and he's like RuPaul, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never have just someone in between. Like yeah. you never just like because yeah. that person is a threat when some when they mentioned that Idris Alba was potentially going to be the next 007, people lost their head. Yes. Yeah. Because they were like, wait a minute, this built huge black man that's also intellectual, smart, and good, like that probably is more sexy than most white dudes no we cannot have that that is dangerous yeah and so it's it's interesting that that, again these are the kind of conversations that i think people need to happen but like i don't know it it's slow but art really does does help like i i was in a call the other day and the woman there was like let's think about it she's like same-sex marriage was legalized 15 years ago technically on tv it just took the world a while to catch up but it always starts with art first people see it and it's, it's true yeah. i mean psychology has proven this it's so many times where exposure breeds acceptance right yeah and so the more frequently you're exposed to something the more likely you 
are to not question it anymore and the more comfortable you become with it which is why people are scared of things that they don't know because when they don't want to accept it mm-hmm. the best way not to is make sure it never comes near you yeah right? one thing that i i'm confused about though then what, what was the obsession with like bruce lee in the 70s and why did that just still permeate to this day where white america is still kind of obsessed with the guy in a certain way he's exoticized he's yeah like you're allowed to have that one exoticized person right like that's uh. like the thing like he was chinese oh he did this ancient art oh and like you can kind of toss it up to like him being mysticized and then but they like, didn't oh. see him as a threat though no, no, because he he's a, a he's the exception that proves the rule right yeah ah Oh. And then also, he was a threat. That's why they didn't put him in Hollywood. That's why he had to go back to Hong Kong. That's why he was Kato, right, 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 yeah. right. That's why like David Carradine is the like kung fu story guy. Not that was uh, so many words. So embarrassing. Well, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was uh, multiracial. That's why he was cast. I thought he was actually part Chinese. So we love my. My parents loved that show because they had like even what's it chinkified him. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, so I didn't know until like. But no, they totally played into that though. They let people assume that, and they yeah. kind of just ran with the rumor, so that people were like, "See, it's fine." Um, because if you think of any other Asian person in movies back in the eighties, like the most prominent people I think of is Roundhouse from Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom. Right. What was uh was Karate Kid in the eighties? Karate Kid was yeah that was in the eighties. Yeah, so, but the okay. only Asian guy in there when they was, went to Japan, but he was a villain. Well, Pat Morita is Asian. Well, Pat yeah. Morita, he's the sidekick, right? Right. Uh, yeah. right. He's, he's the he's that guru. He's almost like instead of the black you know guru you know like the yeah. wise, the wise used to be a slave. Now you have like Pat Morita, the master. That yeah. But what was because I freaking love Karate Kid so much. There's this one Hawaiian guy that's in there, and he's the only one that actually knows karate, and he's the best person in like the tournament, right? Because he was teaching everybody all the moves, and then they asked him to make up the crane kick that that um, Ralph Macchio did. And he was like, no one would ever do this. Like, this is stupid. And he's like, can you just do it? So like, he's the one that actually does the crane kick like in the, you know, on the beach and everything like that. And then he showed Ralph Macho how to do it, even though it's not karate at all. It's not any sort of martial art. Like no time to do that pose, someone would have kicked your ass. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, this is the dumbest thing, but this is what they want. So I'm just going to do it. Oh, see, background. The story you didn't know. I love white people. <laughs> Folks, this was not quite janky or cheap. Or this cheap, was but, interesting. It was juicy. We it was juicy, though. Juicy. We don't always have to do we don't always have to do all three. Don't exactly. force us into boxes, okay, folks? Don't yeah. force us into boxes. <laughs> we went uh, from sex to racism, really. You know, no, but I- we started with racism because you're the one who talked about WWE. Oh, yes, yes. I yeah, yeah. It's I all you, Jack. I've forgotten. It's your fault. Your fault. So tell let's tell folks where we can find us. Go, Go ahead, Virginia. Go for it. 
All right, I'm Mandarin Mama, and uh, you can find me at the Mandarin Mama on Twitter and Instagram, and Mandarin Mama on YouTube. I'm Damian Taylor again. I, you can find me at Prometheus Digital, pretty much on Facebook and Instagram, or on LinkedIn, and. You can find me at Digital Compendium on both Facebook and Instagram as well. And this is Jeff Harry. You can find me at rediscoveryourplay.com or you can see me making candy bank videos at Jeff Harry. <laughs> Jeff Harry plays candy bank. All right, folks. We'll see you guys next time. Next time. Bye. Yeah.